All right, we are going to do some scripture potpourri tonight. Um, yeah, I was thinking of you, Caitlin. I'm, that might have been where it came from. Caitlin, Caitlin likes scripture potpourri. Um, I feel like the 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 theme for this evening, if there is one, through this is just. Um, Letting God build us up in him. So just like you said just now, uh, letting him continue that work. Shouldn't sit on your note, notebook. It gets wrinkly. Um, <laughs> some practical advice to start us off, okay? Um, but if you are going to sit on your notebook, make sure it's a small notebook. All right. Uh, <laughs> I want to read from Second Peter to start, and uh, yeah, I just, I really, I really um, just believe the Lord wants to build us up in Him, wants to call us up in Him tonight, and um, that we would see, that we would see Him where He actually is, not where we feel, might feel like He is, or we might think he is, but where he actually is, and we might see ourselves where we actually are in him. And uh, probably, probably, both of those places are higher than we might currently be thinking. Um, higher the place he is seated, his victory. Higher the place we are seated in him. So I want to I wanna call us up into that tonight, um, just through... The word, because the word constantly calls us, calls us into that, calls us into the truth, um, to greater measure. And so, I want to read a few different things. They may not fit together seamlessly, but I think they're going to fit together, and they're all related to this. And so, I want to start with Second Peter one, and we're going to read in beginning in verse three, through verse eleven, and. Um, Yeah, we'll just see what the Lord has for us through this passage together. Let me just pray before we read this. God, we just ask that these words would not be um, just words that we've heard before. God, that you would remove the familiarity if it keeps us from um, the truth. And God, that you would show us the truth that has been perhaps hidden in plain view so that we can know you better and so that we can know to a greater degree the glory that is in your gospel and the glory that is in us because of your gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, jumping right in, it says his divine power. Say divine power. Okay. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. Say everything we need. Oh, this is fun already. Say everything we need. You have everything you need. We have everything we need in Jesus. Whose divine power is it? It's Jesus' divine power. We have everything we need in Jesus. 
Help us to see that, God. For a godly life. Say godly life. I like this. I hope y'all like this. We have everything we need in Jesus for a godly life right now. That's not pressure. That's possibility. You realize that? That is not pressure. That is possibility. Do you feel God calling us up into that truth? He said, you have everything you need in me to walk in the manner that I've called you to walk. And in fact, his vision for us is this. When he looks at your life, when he looks at mine, he actually sees the possibility when we take hold of the truth of what we have. So when God looks at your life, when he looks at mine right now, he's aware of everything, but he sees this. Through our knowledge of him, who has called us by his own glory and goodness. I'm going to read that full sentence as one. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him, who called us by his own glory and goodness. What was the motivation for this plan? It was God's glory and his goodness working together to share those things with us so that we could taste his glory, so that we could know his goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises. Say great and precious promises. promises. Now say it like it's great. Great and precious promises. One of us is going to have fun. (laughs) At least one of us. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption of the world caused by evil evil desires. Say you can participate. That's what God is saying to us. He's saying, you get the participation award. (laughs) If you choose to participate. And the award is me. The award is my divine nature in you, working itself out. That's, That's the participation award. See, that's actually the participation award that we that we want and need, not not that other participation award. He's saying, I've given you permission to participate in my nature. I am sharing who I am with you so that you can be like me. Right now, right here, he says, I have freed you. I have freed you from corruption. I have freed you from the corruption of the world caused by evil desire. He says, I've put a new desire in you. Live in that. For this very reason, make every effort. Say, make every effort. Make every effort. 
to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, you will keep, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. He's saying, I don't want you to forget. He's saying, remember what you have. Remember what it produces. See, this is the fruit of the divine nature in you, of the divine nature in me. This is the fruit of participating with who God is in you. The fruit of that is faith, goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, mutual affection, and love. These things come from him. This list is, is God produced in you. So when you read, make every effort, I want you to know that, guess what? You're not making the effort on your own. The Holy Spirit is, is making every effort in you as well. And it's actually you collaborating, cooperating, participating with the Spirit of God in you that produces this outcome. So guess what? If you feel alone in the matter, it's not true. If you feel like you are climbing uphill battle by yourself and you can't make it, it's not true. If you feel like you want to give up, hear the voice of God saying, I'm with you. I am doing this work in you. Relent to my power in you. Let me have my way in you. Let me produce what I am capable of producing in you. Remember. Remember who I am. Remember what I've done. Remember who I want to be right now. Remember what I've promised you. Remember what I've accomplished. Remember what I said I will accomplish. Remember what I said I am doing in you. Remember. Remember. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. And you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It's good, huh? You guys with me? All right. I want to read a few other passages that are connected to this. Let's go to Galatians real quick. Galatians 5. Remember, okay, these are reminders of who he is, where he is, and what he's doing. 
Galatians 5. Verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who, have, who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. He's saying, remember that I am in you. Remember that the life that you live and the walk that you are on is meant to be empowered by my presence. You can't do it any other way. We can't do it any other way. But we can do it with this presence that is with us, that will not leave us, that will produce this fruit. By simply relenting to it, by simply agreeing with, by simply keeping up with the work that he wants to do in us, by giving him permission to do it, by saying, yes, God, have your way. Yes, God, I believe that your spirit in me is greater than who I used to be. God, I believe that what you're producing is greater than what I used to be. What you're producing is greater than even what I'm aware of at the moment. This is the fruit of the Spirit in you, in me. This is what He's doing. And there's no law in it, it means there's freedom. <laughs> there's freedom. There's no limit to it. There's freedom. He says, those who belong to Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. That's important for us to remember. We died. The old us died. The us that produced evil. The us that was deteriorating because of the influence of the world, that, that person died. That's what he's saying. Remember that. <laughs> See, because we forget that. We forget that, don't we? And when we forget that, guess what? We will live with the familiarity of our past. We will live with the familiarity of our old self. The old way of operating that actually was so normal for so long, we will live with it now. Unless we let the Spirit, who is renewing us, refreshing us, giving a new way of being and doing and living, unless we let the Spirit have its work in us. So, the fruit here, if you're His, it's happening. Unless you're living in who you used to be. And so He says... Remember, that person died. That person died. 
at the cross with Jesus, that person died. And when you stepped into this glorious freedom, you let him put you there first. You, you came to the recognition that that's what happened for your life when Jesus went to the cross. Who you were died with him on the cross. This is actually good news. See, you should be doing this. This is good news. That's what it means to be crucified. You realize that? With Christ. It's not some self-deprecating thing. It's a reality that is ours now. So if we are in him, we have died with him. Who we used to be has died with him. And yes, we can still live in that reality because we were so familiar with it for so long. And that's why we need our minds renewed. That's why we need to know what the Spirit is wanting to do so that we can walk with the Spirit now. So that we can agree with the movement of the Spirit in our lives right now. So we've either... We either forget this or we've never had it. And if you've never had it, you can have it. If you've never had the power of the Spirit of God in your life producing this kind of fruit, you can have it by saying yes to what Christ has done and agreeing with the truth that when he went to the cross for you, he died not only on your behalf, but he died for you and with you so that you could be crucified and buried and resurrected in him. So the invitation to Jesus isn't just let me let you live in my heart, but it's let me die with you on the cross. Let me be buried with you in your death and let me be raised to newness of life with you. We forget that. That's the journey that we took when we said yes to Jesus. When we said yes to his work, we took that journey with him and we're still taking that journey with him. So remember, remember that that's what we said yes to. That is the work that Jesus did, and it is sufficient. If and when we let it have its way in our life, it is sufficient for putting to death old things so that we can live in newness of life. Since we live by the Spirit. Since that is our reality right now, let us walk in that reality. You see? Since we live by the Spirit, since we are alive now by the Spirit. That's what that means. Since you are alive as a new creation by the Spirit of God and His work, because it's the Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Are you with me? The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead raised you from the dead into newness of life so that... You now live, live by the Spirit. Your new identity is by the Spirit of God. And he says, since that is who you are now, by the Spirit of God, walk in that. Walk in it. Let it be your reality. It's not for some future time. It's for now. The new life that we have is for now. He's saying, I want you to live in the new life that I've given you right now. Is this encouraging anybody? 
Or am I just, am I just repeating? I'm, I'm going to keep repeating until it sticks. <laughs> Good. This is our identity. He wants to fortify us in it. See, I, I, I know this because it's what he's been telling me. <laughs> it's what he's been trying to do in me. It's what he's bringing me back to. He's saying, this is who you are. Don't forget it. Remember, let it be fresh. See, a lot of us have heard this before. And it did something in us when we heard it for the first time. And I feel like the Lord is saying, I want to let that truth do it again. Let it do it again. Because this is not a one-time thing. This is every day. Let it wash over us so that we can walk in it. Since you live by the Spirit, walk in that reality. Remember that. All right, a couple more. Actually, at the beginning of this, this is just, this is good. You know, the starting place for us in our new life, the starting place is freedom. The starting place in our new life by the Spirit is freedom. Freedom is not something for later. Freedom is not something that we are working towards. Freedom is the starting place of our new life in the Spirit. You want to know how that's true? I'll prove it to you. It says it, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. 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 It happened already. It's happened already. It's happened already. Freedom is the starting place of our new life in the kingdom of God. Freedom is the starting place. It's not the finish line. It is the finish line, but Jesus said it is finished. So it's the starting place for you and me. Freedom is what Jesus apprehended on our behalf when he went to the cross and he died as a perfect man for our sin. Freedom is what he apprehended, and it's what he gave us as an entryway into the gospel, entryway into this kingdom. And he says, because Christ has set you free, live in that freedom. He says the reason he set you free is so that you would be free, so that you would live in it, that it would be your reality. It wouldn't be this thing, future thing down the road. I feel like sometimes the enemy has got us coming into agreement to say, I'm working towards this, and eventually I'm going to get there. And he's like, this is a great place for you to be. Because if I can get you keep working towards what you already have, you're going to be frustrated. You're going to be humiliated. You're going to be doubting the truth, never apprehending it. And Jesus, the gospel, doesn't say that. It says, Christ set you free, so live in that freedom. That's a whole different thing. The Spirit is alive in us. We are alive by the Spirit. Walk with the Spirit. You see? That's why we have everything we need in Christ. Second Peter 1. You guys... You ever heard that before? All right, I'm just checking. We have everything we need in Christ. It's either true or it's not. If it's true, then it's ours already. 
And what we're doing is we're actually learning to walk in it. We're learning to realize what we have. We're learning to realize how it works. We're learning to use it. You can have a tool in the shed that you never used before. You don't know how it works. It's not really much good to you. There's a lot of things in the kingdom that are like that. And God is saying, I want you to learn to walk in these things. Because this is your reality. This is your inheritance. Amen? All right. Um, One more. Romans 5. Three through five. I'll let you get there. I wrote some of these down, and I don't remember why, so we're just going to read them and let the Lord remind us. (laughs) Or tell us for the first time. Verse three, not only so... But we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Say, suffering produces perseverance. perseverance. That's a good thing. You guys want perseverance? Or actually, do you want character? Or actually, do you want hope? (laughs) Because if you want any of those things, the gateway is suffering. The gateway is going through something with God. You're not suffering on your own. You're suffering with God. And that's called the fellowship of his suffering. Suffering is the gateway to perseverance, character, and hope. I don't know the answer to this one, so I'm going to ask you guys, and, and maybe you can help, help me figure it out. But I was reading this, and I'm wondering, how, how does um, character produce hope? I, I don't know. I thought hope was like the starting point of some of these things, but um, I don't know the answer to that, so I'm asking you all. And if somebody has it, um, let me know. But um, I read this passage because, well, let's finish reading it first, and I'll tell you why we're reading it. It says, And hope does not put us to shame, but God's love has been poured out into our hearts. Through the Holy Spirit who he has given us. Say hope doesn't put us to shame. All right, let's try it again. Hope doesn't put us to shame. It doesn't disappoint. It doesn't disappoint. Yeah, no, you guys are like, you want me to repeat that? (laughs) If you feel like it, just say it till it's true. All right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's something good in us in us speaking these things together I think the power of of proclamation um, I feel like we were supposed to read this passage as it relates to back to the second Peter one and it says God wants to produce perseverance in us It says, make every effort 
to put on these things. One of them is perseverance. And recently I feel like the Lord has been reminding me that the gateway for perseverance is suffering. The gateway for character is suffering. And we might say, well, I haven't really gone through anything. But that's not true. In fact, if you've ever complained about anything, you probably complain because you're experiencing some form of suffering. Now, not all suffering is the same. Trials are some form of suffering. And we're not putting it all in the same playing field. But actually, it does all produce the same thing in us. It produces perseverance if we let God have his way in it. And what I, what I feel like, even for me this past week, there were a number of things that really aren't that big of a deal in the scope of, of, of my life. <laughs> At the time, they felt like a bigger deal than they, than they really were. And even if I told you, I'd be embarrassed at, at how big of a deal that they felt. So I'm not going to tell you uh, what they were. <laughs> but in the middle, I felt this battle in my heart. Am I going to be frustrated or am I going to let God do something here? Frustration doesn't produce the fruit perseverance in your life. <laughs> doesn't. Frustration doesn't produce character in your life. <laughs> Complaining doesn't produce character in your life. And what I felt like the Lord did this week, he shifted something for me, and he, he showed me, he reminded me, this is for a purpose. This, there is fruit in this. So when you try to Pray away something adversity, we may actually be asking for God to eliminate the very gateway to these good things. And I just, I just feel like as his children, he wants to grow us up to a place where, um, okay, if we complain or when we complain or when we're frustrated, we let God shift our perspective in that moment to realize a few things. One, we have everything we need in him. And if we realize that, we probably will complain a little less. We'll probably be a little less frustrated. But also that those moments may be a gift from him. Those moments may be an opportunity from him. And I'm not trying to over-spiritualize it. I'm not saying that the exact thing that happened is, is somehow has some meaning and significance that all one day is going to line up and you're going to be able to make sense of. It may be just as simple as, I don't know why this is happening, but I know what God wants to produce through it. I can be sure of that. Are you following me? So if you feel like you're suffering... Be confident in what God wants to produce through that. And let him change your perspective. Let him bring you to a place where you, you aren't frustrated because you know this isn't wasted. And actually come into agreement with God. Yes, I want this produced in my life. I want the gift of perseverance. I want the gift of character. I want the gift of hope. And so while I'm in this, Help me to see you. While I'm in this, help me to think like you. While I'm in this, help me to be in step with your spirit that is already in me and has given me what I need. 
to be satisfied, to be joy-filled, to be at peace, and to keep walking. That means amen. (laughs) I'm telling you, that right there changed my week. It changed my week. And all of a sudden, I wasn't fighting anymore with these things. I was saying, okay, God, if they're happening anyway, (laughs) let's get on the same page. Let me get on the same page with you. And what you want to do through this. And I come into agreement with it. As silly and frivolous as these things are, what you're producing is not. It's glorious. It's eternal. I can't pay for it. I can't buy it. And this is a gift from you. This is an opportunity from you. I feel like some of those prayers he's not answering because he doesn't want to answer that prayer. He doesn't want to answer the prayer in your life that would take away the opportunity for perseverance because he knows you need that. He knows that if you're going to get to the things that he's calling you to, if you're going to get to the dreams that he's put there, you're going to need some perseverance. So he's not punishing you. It's his grace. He's saying, I know, I know it hurts. (laughs) I know it's not pleasant in the moment, but it will produce joy. And it will allow you to be able to run into that and keep going. That's what perseverance is for. And that character, that character is going to allow you to remain in the truth of what I've called you to and what you've agreed with, even when it's tough. Even when nobody's looking, even when um, people around you are suggesting that you don't really have to do that, you don't have to really, you really don't have to go there, and you're not going to miss out on anything if you don't. And the hope, the hope is, is um, the beginning of of his faith in us. One more. Hebrews, Hebrews 11. That, that second Peter passage said, let, let faith be in us. Do every, make every effort to have faith. So that faith and the hope, they're connected that that gateway that is suffering ultimately gives us this hope. And I haven't figured out how it connects yet, but he's saying that's the end result of, of this process in your life. And that hope is good for something. The hope is good for something. It says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So the the hope is connected to the faith that he wants to produce in us that is the, is the thing that all of this runs on. I don't know if that makes sense. It didn't quite make sense to me, but I'm going to say it again. <laughs> the hope is connected to the faith that he wants us to have that all of this runs on. And the faith is confidence and assurance. That's what it says here. Faith is confidence and assurance. 
confidence in what we hope for. First, we've got to hope for it. That's why we need hope in order to have faith. Faith is confidence in what we hope for. What are we hoping for? Hope is actually a gift from God. It's the thing he wants to put in us at the end of this tunnel called difficulty. I don't know how this is connecting, but I think it is. This is some math equation. I'm writing it out. I don't know how it makes sense, but hope is at the end of that tunnel, and hope is what he wants to give us as a gift so that we can have confidence in the hope that he's put in us. Because we can hope in things, but if it's really from him, if it's really from him, there's going to be a confidence attached to it. That is faith. There's going to be a belief and assurance. God, you put this in me. You produce this in me. It didn't come any other way. I didn't stir it up. I didn't produce it in myself. It came as a direct result of obedience to you and walking with you. And it is producing something. It is producing confidence that just as you put it in me, you will see it through. Just as you've been faithful in the difficulty, you will see it through to glory. All right. Amen. So, I just want to pray, I want to pray that we would say yes this week. Say yes to whatever comes our way. (laughs) In whatever comes our way, that we would say yes to the Spirit of God. With us, in us, leading us, providing for us. Purposing for us. Jesus, we thank you that everything we need is in you. Everything we need is in you. The reality of that truth is walked out step by step. In a moment where that truth is tested, let us believe it again. And let our belief in that truth allow us to step forward with you. In your help, in your assistance, in your provision, in your power. Let us not run from, let us not pray away the very things that are producing something good in us. The things aren't producing it, but it's your spirit in and with us that's producing it. And if we're going to walk with you, you're walking into some of these difficulties and you're asking us to go with you. God, I thank you that that meaningless things, that arbitrary things, that seemingly fruitless things have meaning and purpose and fruit by your spirit. God, help us to see this week the problems as possibilities, God. The, the annoyances as opportunities, God. Help us to hear 
you and your voice and help us to see the provision in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to take communion tonight, and communion really is that the release of that, the release of everything that we need that is in him. Um, it comes to us through through his sacrifice. And so as we receive tonight, we receive the sufficiency of Christ. And so come when you're ready. <clears throat>